It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It is the Monday edition of Lockdown Rams, Victory Monday for four teams, and we're going to break that all down today. Playoff picture, we're going to look ahead at our matchup, the Cowboys, all the craziness that was this weekend, start to turn the page. We're going to hear from Sean McVay, what he had to say right away after the games were over. Todd Gurley, Joiner's Health, all that and more. It's going to be a great episode, and it's going to kick us off playoff week for the Rams as we will host the Dallas Cowboys 515 Pacific Time out here at the Coliseum. Before we get to that, guys, don't forget, hit us up. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Ask Siri. All you have to say is play podcast, Lockdown Rams. Your home smart system will hook you up. Try it out, I'm telling you. Did it over the holidays, and it was pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. Google number, I'm going to shoot it to you. 657-345-4988. That's right. Text messages work, too. Got my first text, and it was from my brother trolling me, saying, Hey, are you scared to see the Bears next week? Oh, how that text comes back full circle. I know he's listening now, so hope your Kleenex box is close for those tears. Because it is no rematch. The Bears choked. A double doink off the field goal post, which we'll talk about later as we break down the crazy week that was the wild card weekend. Also, make sure to give a follow on social media as we are doing the rounds here. LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. Lockdown Rams on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. I should have jumped on there before I hit the record button, but I will check out that group later. I'm going to do a full recap on Lockdown Rams Tuesdays. Questions, comments, concerns about the Cowboys, about the health of our team, about what we're going to do matchup-wise. Shoot them my way. Again, don't forget, you can call or text. The number is 657-345-4988. We have a great week of content leading up to the game. We are going to do a crossover with our Dallas Cowboys, Locked On Cowboys guys. Don't forget, we played the Cowboys last year. It was a close game, 35-30. The Rams went on the road and won. Goff threw for 255 yards, two touchdowns, went 21 of 36. Gurley, 26 rushes for 121 yards, seven catches, 94 and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, oh, I miss you, Cooper Cup. He was around. He had a great game, five catches and a touchdown with 60 yards. Obviously, a lot of guys on their defense that weren't there last year. A few guys on our team that aren't there. It's going to be a new matchup. But one of the stats that I did like looking at that last year's game down in Dallas, we outscored them in the second half 19-6 to to go on to that victory. So really came out and just took over that game in the second half and won. And if you remember, going back to last year, we were great on the road. And that was one of the first games that really was a strong building block of what the rest of the season was to become. Coming from behind and then finishing in such strong fashion. That was where the team kind of really started to build confidence, and you start to see that something special could happen. So uh, here we are in the playoffs. Different story, lot to get to. I want to start with kind of a recap around the NFL 
and then we'll get to our game, which obviously we've talked about as far as the Dallas Cowboys goes, but how did we get there? A few other games that were going on. The Indianapolis Colts went into Houston and put a spanking on them. 14 points in the first quarter to open it up, 14-0. 21-0 at half. That was all they would need. Texans put on a late touchdown, seven points at the end of the game, but Deshaun Watson played a pretty poor game. Uh, their run defense, their defense known to be tough, not so good. Marlon Mack, 24 carries, 148 yards, and a touchdown. That's what kicked it off, man, and it was kind of boring, and it's kind of gave you this feeling like, oh, crap, what's going to happen the rest of these games? Are we going to see a bunch of blowouts? That was not the case. We had great games throughout. Another random little fact that I saw that I thought was awesome, this was the year of the offense again, right? You had Mahomes, 50-plus touchdowns. You had Rams-Chiefs game that went out for over 105 points, Third highest outing ever in NFL history. And all the talk about defense is dead. No one runs the ball anymore. Blah, 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 blah. This wildcard weekend ranked in sixth in the now 30 wildcard weekends under the current playoff format. Sixth in terms of fewest points scored 145 with an average of 18.1 points per game. So 145 was the sixth lowest in terms of scoring Let's just say playoff football, turned it up a notch, turned the page on what we've seen this year, and got back to that defensive mind football. Teams had chances to scout, and you can tell about the Colts. Obviously, they play the Texans twice a year. They came in with a really solid game plan. They've been extremely hot. 21-7, Colts are moving on. They now go to Arrowhead to face those Chiefs we were just talking about. Should be a good game, and really, the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be a showing for them. Can they win in the playoffs? They trade away Alex Smith, who unfortunately got hurt with the Washington Redskins. But their whole thing was, we need to win in the playoffs. Mahomes talked about not too long ago, this is a new era, and they will kind of move forward in that direction. Well, it's time to show Andrew Luck and the Colts are coming in hot, and that defense is looking really good. So that's going to be a great game in that matchup. Moving on to the second half of the Saturday matchup, the Seahawks-Cowboys game. 22-24 is how it ended up. Cowboys scored 14 in the fourth quarter. The Seahawks really tried to come back late there and make it a game, needed an onside kick. They had a lot of troubles as far as kicking early on the game. Janikowski, their kicker, who was like 95 years old, broke down. Shocker. They went without a kicker almost the whole game. Russell Wilson struggled, but I don't know if it was so much Russell Wilson as it was the play calling. He went 18 of 27, 233 yards and a touchdown. Zeke, who we will see on Saturday, 26 carries, 137 yards and a touchdown. Dak, a guy who I really haven't given a lot of credit as far as a big-time quarterback. He made some big-time plays at the end of the game. That big third-down run, I think it was like third and 10, third and 12, it seemed like. And he busts through and he ends up going, flipping over. He gets tackled at the one. It looked like a touchdown for a second. Uh, they end up punching that thing in. But big game from Dak. He had some big throws. The addition of Cooper has made a big deal. And then also that defense on the other side has been playing really, really well. We're going to talk about that a lot more today and a lot more the rest of the week. And actually, what we're going to do is we're going to take our first break. We're going to get some words from some of our sponsors. Listen close. You're going to find out your chance on how to win 2019 season tickets to the Rams. Coming up right after this, Monday edition, Lockdown Rams. Listen up, Rams Nation. Before we get over to the next segment, we've got to talk about the man, the myth, the Robles. Dave Robles. He's given you a chance to win season tickets to the 2019 Rams season. How do you do that? You give him a call. 
If you're buying or selling a home right now, he is the guy you got to be talking to. He's been a top producing realtor in LA for over 20 years. Dave is a Los Angeles native, so he knows the city in and out. He's a super strong negotiator who understands how to get you an awesome deal on a home or top dollar for your current home if you're selling. I talked to him on the phone not too long ago, and he was telling me about how he got an extra 50 grand to his client's pocket when they took over the property. Spiced it up a little bit, took some pictures, put it on social media, used the strong team behind him to help sell this house and make an extra 50 grand for his client. That can be you. Check out his excellent reviews on Yelp and Zillow. He's a super awesome guy. I promise you, he's going to take care of you. Check out his website, daverobles.com. That's D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S.com. Or just give him a call, 213-712-4343. Tell him Bear Motters sent you. Mention Lockdown Rams. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to get you season tickets to the 2019 Rams season. And if you're moving out of town, he helps you sell your house. He'll give you equal value and take care of you as well. Dave Robles gets the Bear stamp of approval. And don't forget, check out DaveRobus.com or call him at 213-712-4343. And on top of an awesome deal with your house, you're getting 2019 Rams season tickets. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, Monday edition, Lockdown Rams, your boy Bear, breaking it down. We left on the other side with the Saturday games, so let's switch it over to the games we just saw last night. Sunday's games started out with a bang. Chargers came flying out of the gate, 12-0 in the first half. They looked under control almost the whole point of this game until the very end. The Ravens found a way to put the ball in the end zone in the fourth quarter. They scored 14 points, fell short, 23-17 Chargers. There were points where the crowd was booing Lamar Jackson and and kind of felt like they were pulling for Joe Flacco to be put back in the game. Harbaugh said after the game that he left Lamar Jackson in and he feels good about that decision moving forward. And really, I heard it debated both ways. I think he did do the right thing because if he puts in Flacco... Now he kind of has this mental warfare with Lamar Jackson, who we all know in the offseason they're moving forward from Joe Flacco. So stick with your guns. Stick with the guy who went 6-1 and and got you there at the end of the season. And it did kind of pay off because Lamar, like I said, two late touchdowns. One of those that was a scramble factory where he just ran around and threw a crazy pass up that right as he threw it, I was like, that's picked. Went right over Chargers defender. Ended up being a huge play. They scored later on that drive. The Chargers now 13-4 and on the season. 
They look super comfortable on the road, and they're going to have to because now they are flying over to New England to play another early start game. Philip Rivers kind of made a joke after the game saying, hey, we'll play on the moon. We'll play over here. We'll play it this time. It doesn't really matter. You line us up, and we're going to throw it down, and they're going to have to do that again. They're flying back to the East Coast. I think they have the early game, 10 a.m. West Coast start, but these guys almost like that pressure as far as put you up against the wall and perform, and man, it's crazy to think. If somehow the Eagles win next week and the Colts win next week, it could be an all-LA championship round. Again, if the Colts win against KC and the Eagles win against New Orleans, we can have an all-LA championship round, which would be crazy. I know we're a long ways away from that, but as I just am piecing it all together and I'm doing my math here, I'm carrying the one, that's how it, that's how it lines up. And then as we move along, the nightcap, Eagles-Bears. Marine Serena went back and forth on all these games and kind of looking at it, let's see, we both picked the Chargers right, I picked the Eagles right, she picked the Cowboys. I guess I beat her with the Colts overall, but going back to the Eagles-Bears game, what a game. This thing started out really slow and really played to that stat that I said earlier as far as the sixth fewest points as far as the new playoff format. 30 overall seasons that they've done the new playoff format, but the Eagles, 6-3 to three at halftime, A little weird ending to the half, a little weird ending to the game. And we'll talk about the halftime. The Bears have a big pickup down the field in live action. It almost looks like an incomplete pass because the the defender rips it from the Bears wide receiver's hand. In slow-mo, you can tell that he gets three steps down, which is now the equivalent to a catch, and then is stripped before he hits his back. But no one picked the ball up. The ref came out immediately and said incomplete pass, so no one went for the ball. In fact, the ref picked up the ball. So when they went back to review it, they did kind of come to the conclusion that it was a catch and that there was a strip and fumble. But due to the fact that no one picked it up, they couldn't award the ball back to the Bears at the point in which he fumbled. They had to take it all the way back to basically saying it was an incomplete pass. Bears had to go back to a third and three, which they picked up and moved down on that drive. But again, a big play, which ended up taking off points off the board at the end of the half. Lots of confusion there, but it sounds like they got it right. But I think this is probably something that they'll look at in the offseason as far as how do we still reward the Bears player for catching it or I don't know. They're going to have to look at it. Uh, It was a lot of confusion. The announcers throughout the games seem to always, they're always throwing the refs under the bus. But this one in particular, they were saying they didn't understand how that was going to, how that happened and that they were making it up along the way. But it ended up being a huge part of the game because if you look at it, It goes back and forth. Eagles put up 13 points in the second half to the Bears' nine. This thing comes down to the wire. Eagles drive down the field after giving up the lead. They find themselves inside the two-yard line, basically. They run it three times, make the Bears take two of their three timeouts, I believe. And then on a fourth and one, Nick Foles, in all his magic, finds a way to almost do a sidearm throw, a little sling to the right, to Golden Tate, who they acquired earlier in the season, from the Bears division, the Lions, and convert on the fourth and one for the touchdown to take the lead. At this point, 16-15 ball game, they go for two. They actually run the Philly special for the two-point conversion, except for this time, the guy that received it goes right up the middle, stretches his arm out, doesn't get it. The drama builds. Bears have a chance. They come back. A couple really big throws by Trubitsky. Gets him in position. You think all the time in the world. They talked about Cody Parkey's range at 53-ish yards. Cody, don't forget, once played for the Philadelphia Eagles, but they brought him in, end up being a 43-yard field goal, snap, 
hold, kick, everything's good. Hold up, there's a timeout. Of course there's a timeout, icing the kicker. So they set it back up. The first kick looked clean. They were talking about how there's no wind. I had told my girlfriend, this thing's over. Pack it up. Bears are coming to LA. Second kick goes up, fading left, fading left. Doinks off the left upright. Doinks off the crossbar and out. A double doinker. That's right. A double doinker. No good. Cody Parkey. This is his sixth doink of the season. I love saying doink, by the way. Six of them. He had four in one game against the Minnesota Vikings. This thing has haunted him, especially at Soldier Field. But in the biggest of moments, he doinked it. He said after the game, you can't make this up. I feel terrible. I let the team down. That's on me. I have to own up to it. I have to be a man. Unfortunately, that's the way it went today. And oh, did it ever. He's getting killed on social media right now, on Bears social media, and probably more than he should. But with that magical moment, that is what sent the Dallas Cowboys to L.A. Whew! I don't know if you guys hung with me there, but that was, that was a heck of a weekend, man. All right, now that I'm sweating from reliving that crazy madness of a weekend, what we're going to do is we're going to step aside. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back. Third segment, we're going to get to the Cowboys. I know you guys are like, all right, we want to hear you talk about football, but let's talk about our Rams. How does this affect the Rams? We're going to talk about that in our third and final segment. We're going to pick it up tomorrow on the Tuesday edition. And then Wednesday, we got a crossover. Thursday, we got Vinny Bonsignor. Friday, Serena Morales, hype edition. And then, yes, got a round of games on Saturday, including your Los Angeles Rams to cap off the night. You wait no more. We are just six days away. Hold on tight. We'll be right back after this. More on the other side. Lockdown Rams Monday. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, Lockdown Rams Monday. Don't forget, give us a follow at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter, at Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. The number, the number is 657-345-4988. Let's get some new callers. We got a whole Tuesday edition of Phil. I'm going to pick some stuff from online. I'm going to pick some stuff from some phone calls, some texts, whatever you got. Bring them in. And now that we know our opponent, it gets real. Here's a little tidbit to start us off with the Cowboys. From 1973 to 1985, the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams played each other in the playoffs eight times. That series at this point is tied 4-4. to They will play for the ninth time this Saturday at the Coliseum. 
And don't forget, when we opened up the Coliseum again for the Los Angeles Rams, it was the Dallas Cowboys who came here in the preseason. So lots to get to with these two teams. Can't wait to break it down. And, and they're already asking Sean McVay what he feels about it, what he feels about this matchup. This is a long answer, but here we go. This is what Sean McVay said when he was asked about the first things he thought about with the matchup at the Cowboys. McVay said, I think, first of all, when you look at Zeke, I think he's similar to Todd, one of the most complete backs in the league, extremely productive. I think he's got a lot of ability to go through you or go around you with speed. He's gotten a lot more involved in the pass game this year. I think he's truly a complete back, and you could see that a lot with what they do is predicated on just him getting a bunch of touches. He went on to talk about Dak Prescott and the toughness that he's seen in the last few games, especially in that wild card game, game against Philly. Talked about how these guys have really come together in crunch time moments to produce good football. And then he went on to talk about their defense, what he said. Then you watch their defense. Unbelievable team speed on all three levels. I think Coach Marinelli's done such a great job with that defensive front. Lots of movement, lots of ability to create pressure with four-man pass rush. He then went on to talk about their linebackers, their speed, and rattle off about three or four names on the defense. This guy has been watching film on all these teams, but now he gets to focus in on one team, the Dallas Cowboys, who again ranks seventh in yards allowed this year on the defense side of the ball at 329 yards per game. Again, not only seeing that tough defense as far as seventh in yards per allowed in game, but also that offense who is extremely hot right now. Zeke Elliott, who won the rushing title, who also is first as far as average yards per game, which I think is at 98 yards per game. Coming off of a big performance against the Seahawks, they're going to continue to feed that guy. So we've got to figure out how to plug up that middle and really stop that run and make Dak beat us. And I know McVay just talked about him making some big-time throws. You know, look back two weeks to the Giants game. He had four touchdowns, the most he's ever had in his career. He's kind of on a hot streak himself right now. But if you're going to get beat by somebody, please make it be Dak. Amari Cooper is their one big-time receiver. He's coming off a game, seven catches, 106 yards. He had nine targets. The next closest in targets was, guess who? Zeke Elliott with five. The next closest wide receiver in targets was six, and that was Michael Gallup, and he had two catches. Cole Beasley had three catches on three targets, but really, once you get out that Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott, it's it's a group that you're going to want to make beat you. I know it sounds easy. Just take away their two best players, and you'll do just fine, (laughs) but in the case of the Cowboys, it is eliminating the stars and making the other guys beat you, and I'm sure that's kind of the same thing they're saying right now. We got to stop Woods. We got to stop Cooks. We got to stop Todd Gurley, make the other guys beat us, but I like our other guys versus their other guys. I know, right? Isn't that some high-quality analysis right here on Lockdown Rams? I like our guys better than their guys, but this is a Dallas Cowboys team that has won 11 games. They have won eight of their last nine games, only losing to the Colts 23 to nothing. So maybe McVay throw on the Colts tape, figure out how those guys slow down Zeke and the run game. We can figure out the rest later. They also are coming off a wide receiver group that just had probably one of the ugliest injuries all season. Alan Hearns basically shattered his ankle. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Jason Garrett said that he's in good spirits after having uh, surgery already for the dislocated ankle is what they're calling it. But man, another blow to the wide receiver room. And I hate to say that's a good thing for the Rams, but in a sense, makes it a little bit easier. Not only that, Cole Beasley 
was really banged up with that ankle. We saw him limping around a lot. Tavon Austin is dealing with a groin issue. Uh, we did see him with a couple big returns. One went to the house but was taken back due to a flag. You know Tavon's kind of want to strap up and play in the Coliseum against the Rams. But they are going to have to figure out how to put together a group. They've got a few guys on the defense banged up as well. So we'll see how this kind of develops over the week as far as the injury report and how that comes out. But I put up a poll on Twitter earlier in the week and I said, who do you guys want to face? And We talked about it on air here, but it was the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, I think we had over 160, 70 votes by the time this thing finished. And the Cowboys were at 43, 44%. They led the way by far. You got your wish. I know there's people out there saying, man, I wish we beat the Bears. We'll get a chance next year at the Coliseum. They're part of our home schedule, but not during the playoffs. They didn't earn it. They didn't get there. Eagles won that game. Dallas is coming to LA. Now the big thing is there's a lot of Cowboys fans here in LA. So we have got to make sure that Rams Nation packs that stadium strong. I looked at tickets. Tickets have gone up already $150 from where they were on Saturday. I was looking at some tickets. They were about $200. Now they're about $350 to $400. So the price is going up. Let's not let those Cowboys Nation go and outbid us and get tickets to the Coliseum and make that loud for our offense. We're out on the field. Only in time will we find out, but I'm excited to see Rams Nation. Twitter is blowing up. People are excited. We are now in game week. With that, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to continue to break it down. I will talk more Cowboys, Rams focus. Didn't want to give it all away today, and I did want to do some recaps, so I'm glad I got to kind of talk about the football games that happened because it was an amazing week of football from Saturday to Sunday. That's where I was at, booked on my couch, watching football. Curious to see who we got, but we're curious no more. It's the Dallas Cowboys coming out to the Coliseum. One last time, hit me up on social media. Reach out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Lockdown Rams, LA underscore Rambling Bear. Call, text, let me know your thoughts. Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Great week of content coming. I'm excited. But with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Damn, Mississippi to Philly, Albuquerque to Chat Town. I got the crowd yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. I'm a hot girl yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. All the dope boys yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Put the back day yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.